Oh my goodness. Hi everyone. It's the Dr. Denise show. I am kicking off the diva discussions series, and I am so excited to bring Kimmy Seltzer back. She is a confidence therapist, authentic dating strategist, and image expert. Kimmy, thank you for coming back on the show. Hi, I was so excited to come back on the show. Well, I know you very well. We, for the listeners that have listened last year and at the beginning of this year, they might know you, but it'd be really amazing if you can let everyone know all the different hats that you're wearing right now. Yeah, that's a good way of phrasing it, hats. I, and, and I have cute hats, by the way. <laughs> Why? You're making me yeah, want to go run and grab one. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we should. I, well, I have cat ears, if that, because that is one of the hats that I wear sometimes, are the cat ears. Oh, fun. So cute, right? Well, and, and it is, and because my career has done so many twists and turns. And, you know, like you, I have been trained as a therapist in, in a different way. I, um, from Chicago and I practiced in a very traditional way. And um, for those of you who heard my story before, um, I kind of had my own um, horrible story happen. And it's always like we learn from that because our adversity are gifts in disguise. It's not until we look back and we're like, oh, that that was the reason because I had gone through a whole transformation myself. And when I moved from Chicago to LA, I had kind of this, what I call my red dress moment where I went from frumpy mommy to sexy mama is when I started getting into this whole new space. And up until that point, I really worked from the inside out. You and I have discussed this. And when I had my red dress moment and I walked out into the world and everything just started changing, I now have a process called the outside in. And so I, I love starting with people's outside, which includes body language. It includes first impression, your style. I do a ton of makeovers. It's a big part of my process and the clothes that you wear. Um, and, and of course your energy and, then, you know, as I was thinking about how I service people, it's not just the outside, but obviously it's the inside too. And that's where the charisma quotient formula came about. It's the name of my podcast. You've been on my podcast. I'll have to have you back again. But um, that's, that's really where I start is from the style. And then I move inward and work on emotional intelligence, which is how we express ourselves, our vulnerability, our authenticity in ways that we connect with people. And then the third pillar is your social intelligence, which is how we manage interpersonal communication. And yes, that includes flirting. So obviously like flirting is a big part of my business and we can talk about that as well. But so I, I have different ways that I help people. I, I do these co-ed dating retreats. I work with people one-on-one. I have a lot of virtual programs, but at the end of the day, you know, people come to me a lot of times to find love, right? They'll say, find me a man, find me a woman. But in the end, what they do is they find themselves in love within. Absolutely. So I'm listening. I know you, we have a couple shows that we've done uh, about breadcrumbing, flirting. (laughs) You and I went out, I think last year, and we were in this social situation where this we felt like this man when we were out was having his own dialogue with himself. So I'll put a couple links to our past shows, but I feel like right now it's kind of an exciting time in the dating world. I haven't had a chance to see the new reality show. I know you've been on the news. So it'd be kind of nice if you can give us some current events of all the buzz about the golden bachelor. And then let's discuss strategy today. I feel like the little news update 
And then I want to go to strategy and strategy. I feel like universal truth strategy of how I walk people through their thrive. But then from your standpoint, we can just kind of tag off each other. So do you want to do golden bachelor news update and talk about that and how how that feels for you? Yes. No, I'm so glad that you mentioned it. It's been really fun to watch. I mean, you know, what I love about this show is, is it's finally putting focus on to people who are dating, as I call it in the second act, you know, and it's the golden years. That's why it's called the golden bachelor. And he's in his low seventies and all the women are in their sixties and seven, somewhere 70 as well. And what's been so beautiful to watch is just the dynamics and also the personal development of the women and men, how it's so different than, you know, the other bachelor, which is the younger crowd. Right. And so I've been having a lot of fun. Well, yeah, some of the media spots that I've gotten was just really talking about how to date in the second act because it is different. You know, it is different. So that's really, really interesting. When I hear the second act, I like to broaden things out to any audience Mm -hmm. And you talk mindset. I just reassessed, went back to your site and I talk mindset. And I was just fortunate to be at a 2000% networking event. And I, one of the things I said is mindset is personal. It's multidimensional and it changes moment to moment. And it changes in different seasons of our lives. So I feel like if we just look at that, And now we discuss strategy because no matter if you're in your 20s, 30s, 70s, 80s, you have to do your own self-assessment of who you are in that moment, where you're at with your own awareness and your own self-love. And then you've got to decide how are you going to play? How are you? So walk us through what it's like to help someone build their dating strategy. If someone knocks on the Kimmy Seltzer door. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned mindset because you're so right. Like, I think, you know, when I say dating in the second act, meaning that whether you've been married before or not, as we get older, we change like just for what we want, who we are, what we attract, you know, our environment change. There's so many variables that change as we, you know, move on. And what I find so interesting, and this relates to the dating strategy, is that I'll always ask actually the golden question of if you had the golden wand and you waved it in the air and things would be different, like what would be different in the next three months? And I always frame it as the next three months. And 90% of the people that I ask that question can't really tell me. Like they might go straight from A to Z, like, oh, I want the soulmate. I want the boyfriend. I want the girlfriend, you know, that kind of thing. But yet they haven't given themselves time to really think in the present of what needs to change in order to get to the boyfriend and girlfriend. So you're exactly right in the way of the mindset, because before you can even go into strategy, you have to know where you are and what your mission is all about. So right. I, right. Like I create dating mission statements for people where they have to really visualize and conceptualize what it is they want in ways of skills. Like there's pieces of like people that, 
you know, obviously everyone evolves over time and we grow and that's the beautiful part. Cause like we get to know ourselves quite well yet. There's some skills that we might need to have in ways of like breaking habits so that we create new patterns. That's why I call myself a strategist because I don't, you know, more than a coach and therapist these days. Cause I believe that we just, we get into old habits and patterns over time. And this is the, right? Like that's why the mission statement is so important to really say, wait, what is it that I'm trying to like, first of all, envision for myself and what are the skills that need to be developed in order to do that? So a couple things that I want to really highlight is so much of the Kimmy Seltzer brand is like working from the outside in, but we know you also always champion the inside out. And so I'm just imagining us drawing like an infinity loop of balance and integration. Mm. And I think no matter who we are, if we're at the top of our own game, energetically, mind, body, soul, we're going to attract energy like and like. And a really specific example is when you make a mission statement, whether it's a vision statement, I practice the law of preponderance, Mm. my strategy and everything as a mother, doctor, businesswoman, and now dating, I've been strategically single, but I like to, my style is I like to clear the browser windows. What do I want and what isn't serving me? And so I'm really good at saying no, because I know the more I say no, and I'm really clear with my intentions and I do the work, I attract And so I know that that works for my narrow style. So everyone has to have their own awareness. And we know, we know charisma quotient, and I'm always saying neuro style, but it's our sensory perception. And what I love about your charisma quotient, your dating strategy is that you have the depth and breadth of being a therapist prior to launching into this part of your second act of your career. So you have seen people at their really toughest times when they were sad, depressed, anxious. So I feel like you, one of the reasons why I'm so honored to have you on the show and know you is that you are, you have so much of a foundation of holding sacred space for people when they're in crisis. And now you're meeting at them at the time where they want to leap into their thrive. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say, I feel like your approach is very balanced But I think for people coming to you, they could feel overwhelmed. So you help them get clarity in writing out their dating. And you you really try to help them stay in the moment and then set you do chunking with the three months, correct? Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. And I'm glad you mentioned about neurostyle and the differences that everybody has, because the the biggest part of creating a mission statement is to develop a dating plan, just like a business plan. I like to use the metaphors of business because so many of my clients are high achievers, they're they're badasses in business, but yet when it comes to love, it gets to be a little bit harder. And so if you can conceptualize this in this part of your life, it just makes sense. And part of the dating plan is to first understand where people have been. So, you know, first you're getting clarity on what it is you want, but then when we, I do as a therapist go over people's past, you know, I always tell people, I want to know everything from the time you were an embryo all the way till now, because there might be a different plan for one person than the other, you know, based on their history and, and where they're at. Like, I remember working with somebody who never had sex 
and she was 45 years old and she was like literally banging her head against the wall because she was in this other like relationship program and everybody in there was trying to get a boyfriend and she was conforming to that. Right. And so, but yet so frustrated because it wasn't working. Well, when I got her history, it was so clear to me, this is not what her mission is right now as a boyfriend. Like, let's get to a kiss first, you know? And so I, and I made her say, by the way, I'm thinking of like, this is really sweet, whether you're 45 or you're a teenager, like, how do we get to first base? So like the bases that we need to do to hit the home run of the relationship. Yes. I love that metaphor. No, but that was exactly what happened is, and, and I'll never forget the moment. I still have chills when I think about it. I, and so I was working on our mission statement and I said, what is it that you want? And she's like, well, I want a boyfriend. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. And then there's this long pause. Right. And I said, say it loud and say it proud. What is it that you want? And then all of a sudden she bursts out, I want sex, you know, and the lot I'm like, hallelujah, amen. You know, like it was just, we had this moment and like the minute she released it, it was so like, and it was awesome for her. You know, she just felt this sense of empowerment. And, and so we developed a plan to get her sex. And it was great. Like we, you know, first she had to court and then she had to understand. And what was, it was a sex plan, which is different than like somebody else, right. Who I was working with, who was just coming out of a long-term relationship and she wasn't wanting sex. She was really just wanting to get like her social circle together. So she was feeling like where she could get some friends again. See, that's what I'm saying. It's so different for everybody. So I want to do like a tag your it because I want to hit things at so many angles in the show and that her just bursting out with her own aha awareness. So I'm wondering if we can almost play like our own version of speed dating right now. I love it. Let's go. A topic. Mm-hmm. And so I want you, I'm just going to throw out, this is just coming to me in real time. Everything we're saying is the foundation, but we've got the lay of the land. So can you give me an idea of what you've seen even in the last year mm-hmm. in trends and also maybe regions culturally. I think you and I alluded to this earlier today. I'd love to just hear what you you see. Cause you're like, this is your land, the ocean you're swimming in. You're like the matrix getting hit with calls, workshops, news, things, radio shows. So let's go. What, what are you seeing? What I'm seeing right now, and it's been really interesting because, you know, obviously post pandemic, there was this kind of pendulum effect, right? Because everybody was cooped up. And then um, when we were all allowed out of the cage, it was like, you know, girls gone wild, boys be bad kind of period. And everyone was like, you know, doing that thing. Now I feel like we're in a state of a little bit of recalibration, but a lot of confusion as well. Mm. Um, the biggest complaint I'm hearing is that everyone's so sick of the online dating. People want to meet in real life IRL, yet they don't know where to go and how to be. And so, you know, some people's 
social muscle was atrophied, right? And from the pandemic, so people, even if they were an extrovert before, are still feeling kind of out of sorts because mm-hmm. they haven't gotten back to the gym, so to speak, the social gym, right? Right. And some people never had it before who were introverts who loved being by themselves and now are forced back out there and still don't know what to do. So I think that that's, and that's why I do these dating retreats. That's like a hybrid where I do like virtual classes and the dating retreat. So people are really like integrating and in all angles. Cause I always say your dating portfolio should be like your financial portfolio. You need to diversify as much as possible to get the result. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. Like I'm just doing online dating. That's a high burnout, you know? So people are just burnt out. And that's really why I love helping, you know, just people put together these plans. So it neutral realizes that. Well, I'm in a very playful, inspired moment of right now with you. And I remember once upon a time, cause I have a love hate relationship with dating apps myself. Yes. I think many people can relate to, and I look right. at it as a form of play, a form of hunting. And then when I get burnt out, I might delete the apps, but once upon a time I was on Bumble and I met this man who I'm like, Oh my God, he's like the perfect profile for Kimmy. Um, for the dating retreats. And I think this segues into what's your upcoming event and we'll still loop around, but everything about him, I assessed it really quickly that he and I weren't um, a developmental phase match season wise. His kids were grown. He was wanting to travel the world. I have my son. And I thought, oh my God, he's like fresh off like he's free. He can go to these retreats or his, and I literally pitched you to him and what you do. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it was like, unbelievable. I was like in the middle of a patient day, like having fun, like, Hey, make the intro. So I kind of grabbed, it's almost like I was out in the animal kingdom hunting or getting hunted. I had a flirty conversation. I knew within 60 seconds, he and I were a no go, but I thought he was so high quality that that's, and it kind of led to you meeting him. And so I think being, in, I think that example of being in an open-minded place, you never know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet. And then you guys met, and then he went to one of your amazing retreats, correct? He did. I know. And that was such a beautiful example, by the way, of that. And I always tell people that every, everybody that you meet is just a chance of opportunity, you know, cause I, I think a lot of times people pigeonhole dating with like swipe, 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 not for me, not for me, but what, but there could be somebody who serves a purpose in your life that could lead to something else. I call it leapfrog, you know, that game that we used to play when we were young, if dating is seen more as a network, that's one of the right. strategies by the way. Well, I have to be honest with you. A couple of guys I met on Bumble ended up being on my Dr. Denise show. See, oh, I love that. I'm not going to say which ones. Yeah. I may or may not have dated them, but some of them are just like <laughs> exceptional humans and they had a message in another way. And mm-hmm. also I look at the animal kingdom or this thing is I love seeing other people win. So if I don't have the matchup, I might, I think it's a very creative way of dating like I told one of my friends, I, I want to be playful. I said, I think that guy's going to be in the winner circle. Once you get your, she needed to, she needs to, or wants to, or desires some playtime going from a divorce separation, 
there's often the need to go out and play and flirt and try different ages that you want to see or different cultures or different interests. And I just really could hear that this other person so well matched. And so I have my joke with her is he's in the winner's circle. I love it. So I have ways of being kind of flirty fun with my girlfriends and getting people really clear. Well, what do you want? And I think when you're helping people with dating strategy, or if I am as a doctor or as a friend, I like people to think in their own terms of different shelves. I think you and I did a really fun show about that. <laughs> right? I remember that one. Yes. Right. Yes. Putting people on the shelf. Well, and, and all the things that you're talking about too is, is part of the strategy, right? Like we have the mission statement. We have a plan that actually puts people into action. And in the action plan are specific things to do, not just conceptualize or think about, but actually to do in the field that actually builds your confidence. Because if first, like, let's just say you are someone that falls in the friend zone all the time, right? Like that you get that feedback. It's like, oh, you're a nice person, but, and that's a lot of times clients will come to me with that. Well, there's a pattern there. So what is it that needs to happen to get you out of the friend zone and into the flirt zone, you know? And so then there's specific skills that need to be practiced in the field so that that builds your confidence. Again, these are all skills, but the other thing, and kind of like what you're mentioning, what we're talking about is being present. And when you are in the moment and using every opportunity that you have to just kind of be curious and connect with people on a human level, so much magic happens. Like maybe that person isn't your person, but they know somebody else or the restaurant that you're in is a restaurant that you go back to. And that's where your person is. Like it's really being mindful of all the things in the surroundings that you have and how it can really serve you. And when you do that, when you're more present, you will be more connected in, I would say, just like in general, like in the moment and the connections that you make, the emotional connections that you make. I'd say that's another trend that I'm seeing is that so many people are in their heads, like everyone's in their heads. They're thinking about what's next, or they're thinking about like what was and not what is. Yes. And then I was just going to say that awareness of how someone else might perceive you. Cause I know part of your dating strategy is you do, I think wing woman, or you Mm -hmm. take people out into the field And you and I were joking, I think when we were at a Super Bowl party event and you were like surveying the area and you and I were just being very playful. Like that one looks like this. And we, (laughs) and we came up with like fun little nicknames. And I think having your own self-awareness of, do you come across in a public setting aloof? Do you, are you unapproachable? I tend to be flirty in general, so I can without even knowing, give people the green flag. I think it'd be neat to talk about green flags, red flags, and pink flags. And I I'd like to do that. And then I have another thing I want to, because don't you think that when you take people out into the field, you're helping them look and pay attention and, oh, you might not be approachable or you might be too like, and there's no judgment. It's just a discussion. 
Well, no, it's a big part of what I do. And it's often overlooked. And, you know, like when you're getting help and you're saying, oh, I've been doing so much work on myself, but you don't really, you don't have an awareness of how you appear on the outside. And sometimes there's an incongruency. Like you could be the best person there is, done all this work and you're so ready for a relationship. But if you are not sending the signals and marketing yourself, love might pass you by. And that was my TEDx talk was all on that, how marketing yourself attracts love. And so what's interesting to me, so this is what you're talking about is part of the style intelligence is body language. Yeah, okay. Right? Like Great. it is, it's, but so what 93% of communication is nonverbal and part of it's even the tonality and the inflection of your voice. So what you say isn't even as important as how you show up. Like that can bring, and what's exciting about it is it can break so many barriers. Like I've worked with a lot of people, like there was a woman, I'm no, she came to me, she's like, I've done all this work on myself and guys aren't approaching me. I don't understand. I'm so ready for that boyfriend. And then I went out and I saw her in the field and she had the RBFs on. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what that is. Am I allowed to say that? It's resting bitch face. Okay. Now, now, by the way, <laughs> we call that, I didn't make that up. Like that's just kind of out there. Of I believe men have it too. I call it the resting grimace face because men mm-hmm. also have it, but like the frowny face. And, and it's not that she was, she was being like that. Like, and she wasn't like that. She was the most beautiful human being. But she was thinking, and like when she was thinking, she had this like kind of frown and look on her face that looked like she was not approachable. Mm -hmm. And so that very shift, just having her smile and make eye contact and the things that you do so beautifully, I've seen you out there and your flirty, smiley self, it's inviting. And so what I always tell both men and women is that both men and women have a responsibility and approachability. It's not just the man's job to come up to the woman. A woman's got to be approachable and have her cab light on and say, hey, I'm open for business. But I think that's, again, another trend I'm seeing is that the women are complaining that the men aren't approaching right? Where are all the alpha guys? Where are they? Nobody comes up to me, right? And and then the men are complaining that the women all have RBFs and they're cackling in the corner, not looking approachable. So, so we're at a stalemate. Like no one's approaching anybody. And this is part of the in real life dating that I really am trying to help people with. I love that you just um, organically said the alpha male, because I'd like to, because you're such a data. What I love about your expertise is you have facts and data And most people, you know, are attracted. There's the animal kingdom and I want to be Mm -hmm. respectful to all genders, all sexualities, but there are trends of the male and female dynamic. Correct. And I personally love an alpha male, but I love an alpha male gentleman. And it's also, how do you set the tone with the green lights? Not too many green lights. How do you play? How do you flirt? How do you figure out your own dating cadence? And what you're wanting to attract. Yeah. So that's a really interesting thing for self-reflection. And I just wanted to say that I've been strategically single. And I stated to my dear friend last week, oh, and then I want to have a meaningful relationship in the next year or two. And this is what I'm going to do. The minute I said that the veil, my, my intentionality and the way I swim, show up like candles, the minute I say things, I'm a rapid manifester. 
Within three hours, a man that I had hot chemistry with, just a nice coffee and kiss date that we just left it at that a couple of years ago, out of nowhere texted me. And then I started having all these dates in the last, being asked on dates. I've been saying no. But I also want to say we have to be very mindful what we wish for, like the genie mm-hmm. you know? and then be intentional. So part of my strategy is stating what I want, but then being very clear on what I do and don't want. And then I also have a very graceful way of saying no to people because I put people in categories, but I'm not mean about it because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of confidence for someone to ask you out on a date. Yes. I really don't like to be one of those. You talked about resting bitch face. I, I really respect a man that hunts you, asks you on a date, keeps going, even keeps, I love these men that are still saying, are you, will you, will you let me in now? And they're not, I don't do it to mess around with them, but they know what they want. And that is the type of person I want to attract. Everyone's got their own. When you're writing the strategy with Kimmy, you should be, or with when you're coming to work with your therapist or doctor or do your own deep dives, if you write it down and then take a multi-sensory approach, mm-hmm. like a strategy plan, like a financial plan, I'm going to tag you it. You end up getting more choices. Yeah. And what's really kind of interesting about that and I love the notion of writing it down because sometimes what's in your head or in your vision or in your story is different than actually what you write down too. And mm-hmm. on top of this, you'll and you know this, is that our past often clouds the vision of who we want to attract. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we think we want something, but yet we keep attracting the same pattern of people over and over again. And we think it's different. I always joke, like there was a woman who just kept attracting the narcissist and her dad was a narcissist. And she's like, I don't want the narcissist yet. Every time she would attract that guy, she would unzip the costume. And it was like the same guy was in there. She's like, how did, how did he get here again? And so it's like, that's the thing too, about when you're putting together a strategy is really like that self-awareness piece and like how our past is connected to what we really want is so important, but then it's just putting in strategies and like creating new habits that maybe you're not used to. So for instance, like with this woman, what we determined is that every time she would be on a date, she was a really good listener, but she wouldn't share a lot. So guess what? The narcissist loved her, right? She was a great audience. So we just had to course correct that. And like next, you know, so every time she went out in a meeting, and I just say meeting, like even out in the world, I just had her practice sharing more about herself, not waiting for the guy to ask, but just just showing up that way and seeing who would listen, seeing who liked it and seeing who did not. And it was great data for her, you know? And so that's part of cracking the code is really like having that fundamental understanding. Absolutely. What are some of the most, some dating myth busting that, that comes to mind for you? Myth busting, like people who might have like dating myths. Yes. If there's anything that comes to mind with that. Well, I think I'll start with like the golden bachelor because that's where we started is that, oh, I'm, I'm too old to flirt. I'm too old to date, you know, like. I'm too old to be playful. And that is simply not true. In fact, that is like 
I just thought of one too. Wait, I just thought of one. A lot of people I know, I put the truth on my, I decide on my dating apps or profiles, I put my real age. And my mm-hmm, other friends, right. like, a lot of men think once you hit a certain decade, you're totally not sexual. And so yes. some of my friends lie about their age five to 10 years and then put in the bio, da, 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 which I have no judgment, but I think there are certain social norms and not social norms, myth busting about mm-hmm. someone's sexual desire, how flirty they are and how aware. So I feel like that happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, again, that's, what's so empowering about all of this is that if you knew that you could create a flirty style for yourself, and by the way, it doesn't have to be what you see in the movies or what your friend is really good at. I always like to tell people like you do, you it's just dialing in things that you're really good at. And then showcasing that because you're going to feel more confident and less anxious about it. And then just practicing that and seeing because flirt energy and charisma is one of the most important factors when you're dating, like getting that dialed in is really going to help build that dating confidence. Cause if you're just thinking in your mindset, like the myth is like, well, I'm a nice person. I'm friendly. I'm chatty. It's like, well, you can go on LinkedIn and be a nice person and chatty and have a nice conversation, but that's not what you're set out to do. So that that's definitely one. I'd say another myth is that, oh, well, there are no good men or no good women out there. Like there, it's all, the pool's dried up. Like I hear that a lot, right? And And my answer is always, if you believe that's true, then it's true. Like Correct. you create your own reality in both ways, right? It can be in positive or a negative way. And if you are walking around saying that, or you're going online and thinking that, then you, you will, that's all you will see. That's all you will see. So when I do with people, I call it the map method. I love changing mindset. Like you said, mindset, your approach and your perspective. It's it's almost like the matrix where you're putting a different pair of goggles and you're walking through the world. It's the same world, but you're seeing things different. Wow. It's so important. Just say that again. I feel like such a nerd. One <laughs> of the things I'm such a geek, I'm smiling with ha- happiness is because I love words. I love flirting. I love perception. And so I feel like one of the reasons why I connect with your energy as a friend and respect who you are is you understand the power of words. And so when you think of your background as a therapist, mine as a psychiatrist and therapist, every word, thought, and action that we have Mm -hmm. carries a vibrational frequency. And once people realize that we're creating our own story, the more we envision the story of now of what we want and we do our dating strategy, we do our map, we know our neuro style, but then I get this, you see me starting to smile. And one of the things that is so boring for me is when I don't, I, because I've been married before, not saying I'm against marriage, but it can get so domestic Mm-hmm. Where everything's about when do you pick up the child? Yeah, when are we going to do this? And with this guy that I know we have potential, he's on my potential shelf. It started feeling like a chore when I got his text. Ooh. So I gave him the feedback. 
I left him an, an audio voicemail because I love flirting that way. <laughs> I said, hi, I am reconnecting with you to flirt. This is starting to feel a little too routine. So if you want to sign up for playing, I'm game on. Cause I'm like, I am not. I love that in so many ways. So bored. I'm like, why are you doing this methodical text that feels like you set your alarm to tell (laughs) me good morning, love? And I'm like, it doesn't even feel like it. It's a trigger for me. This other guy that just hunted me off a bumble, looked up my name, realized I was a doctor. He left a message and no one knows, but I'll just say it on the show. My mom's my assistant. And this guy left a message saying, please text me or call me. Like it was an emergency and I'm a psychiatrist and he was trying to ask me out on a date. And so I have things that are triggers for me. So if someone mm-hmm. does rote memory and it seems so boring, I'm like nine one one. I do not want to date you. Number two, I think all of us, this is a, a something for everyone to think about. If you've gone through a divorce, if you've gone through a betrayal, if you've gone through something with which most of us have, welcome to planet earth. If we've done our own deep work and we know what our triggers are, we can be better communicators when we go out with our dating strategy. Like I said to someone, please don't overly text me. I had someone commit fraud. I had a fraudulent situation where it was all texting and it felt like love bombing. I know you don't intend to do this, but I need you to pick up the phone and I need to hear your real voice. I want to have a real flirt. I'm not going to do this in this day and age. This is like a whole nother show. If we've had any sort of internet fraud, betrayal in any way, it's a big leap of faith to write our dating strategy, to get out there. And I think you need to be really clear whether you're working with a Kimmy, whether you're working with a Dr. Nice on what you want and you've healed some of your deep wounds because most of us have them. There doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means we're human and you have to be able to communicate and have a dialogue because often when we're vulnerable, I said that to someone, I said, listen, your texts are actually doing the opposite of making me want to fly out and see you. And then he really called me up and he apologized, but it was my job to communicate because we can't have someone try to read our mind. Yeah. There's so many things I love about what you're saying, because what you're really strong at and modeling for other people is having that direct communication and asking for what you need and setting boundaries for what you don't want, you know, like that's so important when it comes to dating. And I think that that's a big journey for a lot of people like to be able to ask, especially if you're a caretaker and I work with so many beautiful caretakers, never, never change that about you, but in, in a lot of people pleasing kind of people, I'll just say that in general, they get worried about being direct and and setting boundaries and saying what they want, but that's, that's your journey. If that's you into what, what if you did, if you learned how to say some of the things that you just said is like, it's beautiful. And I think all of this is just really highlighting the fact that you, you have to really be aware of yourself. And I will say too, and I know you want to say something, but before I lose it is that you might think one thing, but your behavior and your body language says another. Yes. And that's the other thing to be aware of. So you might say, 
I've done work on myself. I've gotten rid of some of that trauma. Yet your body language is saying something completely different. Like I was working with this woman um, again, and she had she had been traumatized. She had been abused and she was like super scared, but she did a lot of work on herself. She was aware. She was definitely aware of this, Mm -hmm. but what she wasn't aware is that every time she would talk to a man, she would back up and she would have the space in between the man and her that felt safe for her in her body, but it was causing a disconnect. You know, so I put my hand on my heart. The way I understand the universe is that I'm sending her love right now, even Mm. because like I felt her pain right when you were saying it and also good for her that she put herself out there. And when I'm hearing you with dating strategy, I just want to go back to mindset is personal, multidimensional, and it changes moment to moment and have grace with yourself. And I love shows with you. And I want to make sure right here at the end, everyone understands that you're out there and you have this amazing event coming up, Mm. but you have events all throughout the year and that you create these amazing, I've seen them when you, you look so happy when you're doing your retreats, like you look like you won the the Christmas universe lottery or something. (laughs) So can you tell everyone a little bit about your upcoming retreat and how they can work with you? And we'll keep doing more shows because obviously we have, we have a lot to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, and I love, of course, you're so good at reading energy. It's like one of your superpowers. And I think the smile and the energy that you see in the pictures is that kind of like high that I get when I'm working with people like this in this capacity, because not only are you seeing transformations happening before your eyes, but a community that's being built with, I only take 20 people at this retreat. So it's a really tight community. And I try to get an even amount of men and women where they're all working on their dating life. And what's beautiful is that, and everyone says it, by the time they get done, they all say to me, Kimmy, this really wasn't a dating retreat, was it? I'm like, oh yeah, what was it? They're like, this is about me. And it's like, when they have that, like, aha moment or the red dress moment, as I call to me, there's nothing like that. Cause that's when everything clicks. And so, yeah, these, this retreat is a hybrid program. It's a six week virtual course that leads into a three-day live event. And depending when you're listening to this, just definitely just contact me. If you're interested, you can go to askkimmy.com for more like direct information on the retreat, but you can also find just more information about me at kimmyseltzer.com and it's K-I-M-M-Y-S-E-L-T-Z-E-R. And all my social handles are at Kimmy Seltzer. And of course, my podcast, Charisma Quotient. Yay. I am so appreciative of all the layers of who you are and excited to have you back on the show. And I also know you from a professional standpoint. So I really appreciate your integrity and how you show up, how you show up for your clients and how you show up as a friend. And uh, thank you so much for kicking off the Diva Discussion Series this fall. And I'm excited for more to come for you and I. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's just so special. I know we're going to do a lot together. Yeah. And thank you. I would love to be back on your show and discuss NeuroStyle and just tag off of each other. Yes. Done. All right, everyone. Follow and find Kimmy Seltzer and sign up for one of her events. She does 
She does Facebook lives. She does all kinds of more incredible reels. So do your shopping. I know you're going to love her. And if you're going to splurge on yourself, it's the best splurge ever. So, okay, everyone. Thank you. Please. Uh, I also have to tell you guys, like, and review the show. I never ask anyone to do that, but I'm going to start doing that. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks, Kimmy.